are back. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Kicking It with the King, a brand new episode of Kicking It with the King. It's your host, Gabriel Hernandez, joining you here as always. It's good to be back. Now, let me just tell you right at the fucking top, no bullshit. Jesus Christ, the last episode's sound quality was absolute garbage. And how ironically do we get these promotion cards from Spotify? For anybody that uses Anchor, all the people that use Anchor, the Anchor by Spotify, they give you custom cards where you can promote your podcast. If you look at my header on my Twitter account, you look at the custom Kicking It With The King podcast, listen on Spotify exclusively because it's created by Spotify. We're using a Spotify app to produce our podcast, right? So how, how ironically is it? How, um, how ironic, excuse me. How ironic is it to fucking promote the hell out of an episode more than I've ever promoted in an episode in recent memory, and then boom, I'm pointing everybody to a shitty-ass episode. It wasn't a shitty episode. It's like, you got to turn your fucking volume up more so than anything. I literally have my phone right here, and look, I'm turning my phone all the way up, right? Right? Get ready? It's like literally right next to me. Look at how this sounds. Hold on. I mean, it sounds all right. It sounds like absolute garbage, though, at the same time, ladies and gentlemen. So it's like, dude, this is a replay. This is a recap. Welcome to part two. Before we begin, before we go any further, ladies and gentlemen, as always, appreciate you guys um, listening to the show. Yesterday's episode already got 11 people listening. And for me, that's as fast as it, as it, as it happened. It's sweet, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. But uh, without you guys, I don't know what I would do. Without you guys, I wouldn't know who to broadcast to, who to talk to, or who to connect with. You know what I mean? But first things first, as always, for you guys to keep up and get the latest updates and everything um, for everything that happens with our show and every single episode, if you want to catch up-to-date shows if you want to go visit our library we are available like i said exclusively on spotify you can listen to our show you can stream our show there for free uh for free um if you download it i think if you have spotify premium i don't think anybody can just download episodes on spotify unfortunately that's something i don't like but ladies and gentlemen we're available everywhere you get your shows as well apple podcast iHeartRadio, and all the major podcast providers for the most part ladies and gentlemen but you can listen here right exclusively on spotify and um i sincerely appreciate like share rate review and appreciate you guys for uh, for uh rejoining us here on this um second episode part two if you will um, the trip to Los Angeles. So let's start right off at the off the bat. So the night before I even fucking go to Los Angeles, because I left at eight eight o'clock the morning after, I was talking to my significant other, texting, called her on my thirty minute break, and I thought in my head I was like, you know I want to do something fucking crazy that I haven't done in a while. Not crazy as in bad, but crazy as in getting out of the house, not coming home and doing the same exact thing every fucking day. I mean, it missed, we're, we're amidst a coronavirus pandemic. We are a part of a pandemic right now. And, you know, most people are home than anything. And we're urged to stay home. We're urged to stay six feet apart. We're urged to not gather in a large crowds, right? 
But, you know, there comes a time where you can make the choices for yourself. So I essentially did that. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, I just want to go do something. I was like, I'm going to travel. And I don't know how the hell I got Los Angeles out of all fucking things. Maybe like a San Jose or something like that or San Francisco or some shit. Not something that's like six hours away. And I just, I just got the urge. And when I get a desperate urge to do something that I know will add a, a decent memory to my life, I just get the urge, man. And this is like, fuck it, man. I'll take an Amtrak. I don't have to worry about driving. I can get as high as I want. Um, took a couple puffs in the uh, bathroom, and obviously no one smelled it or anything like that. I would, I would hope. I mean, that's the thing. That's the reason why I like the the Stizzy pen. So I had my um, Alien Labs pen with me on the trip. Uh, it was a brief trip. It was like less than it was less than twenty four hours. Um, but it was something I needed to do because I've seen a lot of stuff there. I've seen um, uh, a lot of things that we are going to be talking about and obviously re recapping on the show because we did talk about it briefly in the last episode. But I don't know. I felt, felt like that episode was absolute garbage. And the reason why I didn't just delete it off the face of the earth is because I promoted the hell out of it. And I got views and I got likes and, you know, I put so much promotion and so much time into, um, you know, putting the uh, graphics out there and promoting it making it uh putting it on tiktok and by the way tiktok said i violated the community guidelines so it won't allow me to um update my profile so you and because i said that uh th there is this controversial i don't know we're, we're going to get into los angeles trip but this has to do with what i was talking about the other day or other few episodes ago but okay so here we go we're gonna go on tiktok right now let me turn it down so it doesn't blast in your guys's ear because they have all those fucking music videos coming out so here we go so account update system notification Due to a violation, uh, this is this was two twenty six. This was yesterday, okay, at eighteen oh two. Hey Siri, what time is eighteen oh two? It's two forty four p.m. What's eighteen oh two mean? No, I'm trying to fucking know. Like eighteen o'clock. Well, what's eighteen o'clock in? military time i don't fuck with that shit um but it said 1802 that i violated a community guideline how the fuck did I, what, by calling the girl a hoe you're temporarily oh dude it says you're temporarily blocked from editing your profile until 226 but it's already past 226 and uh, I, so I think the band's up. I think because the girl, it, it was a breastfeeding video, okay? So don't call me, like, sexist or whatever the fuck words people try to come up with or um, or, or just don't call me any names, man. There's nothing. Uh, there's not. I mean, it's just the fact that you're posting a picture of your of your titties online. Yeah, it's a baby nursing. So, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's natural. Yeah, a lot of babies. Yeah, we all sucked on titties when we were when we were younger, but, um, I just said that it's just an excuse to be a hoe posting your titties online. Like we get, we get it that everybody, uh, 
fucking breastfeeds. Every woman, most women breastfeed. There's probably more women that breastfeed than, than they don't. Yeah, we get it. But it's not, a, in this day and age, you look at all the thirsty dudes, all the hatred, and all the, the negativity you get online from that. And speaking of negativity, I call the girl a hoe, so I mean, I'm, I'm, a, negative, I'm a negative person, I guess, too. Add me to the list. Um, but I just said it's an excuse to, to post your titties online. Dude, what the fuck, dude? I mean, people are just, yeah, they know they're going to get hate. That's why they do it. It's like you, you do it, and why do why do I get blocked for, for posting my comments? A free speech. I don't give a fuck. You're posting, if you post your titties online, you're a hoe. Quite, quite simply. And yeah, I may look at some of their nice videos or nice pictures. And yeah, there are lots of hot models out there that are very seductive in their pictures. And they post very explicit content. Yeah, they have OnlyFans. Yeah, they do all these other different things. Yeah, they have sexy pictures on Instagram. For any average guy, I'm not saying me. I'm just saying, you know, there's models out there that post their pictures purposely knowing that there's going to be hundreds of thousands of motherfuckers trying to get at you, trying to slide in your DMs, trying to do all these other different things. So I'm like, why the hell would you create that landscape for yourself? First and foremost, you're posting videos of yourself with your titties out, breastfeeding on the motherfucking internet and your face is being shown. And if you become famous on TikTok, it's not hard, man. People can say, oh, I've seen your TikToks. If they're if you're in the right place at the right time and you run into a lot of people and you see a lot of people, and you know, it's not hard to be recognized when it comes to making viral videos on the internet. Because people will recognize it, they'll screenshot it, they'll remember your name, they'll talk about it. Just just like these fucking challenges, just like all these damn challenges, people, what, what happens when a viral challenge goes viral? A, cha a challenge like that, what happens? Everybody in the world that sees that on Instagram, on TikTok, on Snapchat, on Facebook, on Twitter. Oh, I want to try that. Let me try to make my version of the whatever the fuck you want to call it challenge. Hashtag this, hashtag that. Everybody's doing. Right, it's like a pattern. It, re it repeats itself. Everybody wants to be a part of something, so they all try to do something. So back to what I was saying about the girl doing that. I I'm, I just don't approve of of women doing that. Don't call me sexist. Don't I don't 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 give me don't give me any of those words that the people like to call me. I'm not against women. I'm not against uh obviously breastfeeding obviously because obviously every fucking baby needs it. Otherwise they'll die unless you feed them with baby formula and shit. But you know. She literally put in her video, like, oh, I know I'm going to get hit. Like, literally, let's go look at this shit real quick. I know it, like, took a complete, complete fucking turn <laughs> what we were going to originally talk about. You know, how about this? I just want to quickly see what, what the fuck they were talking about. Oops. <laughs> oh, I can't find the video. But anyways, guys, enough about uh, breastfeeding girls on TikTok. Um, so let's get back to the Los Angeles trip. So I um, so I got there at around 4.30 or 4.20-ish in the afternoon on, on Wednesday. And then, you know, I went to – took the metro line to Santa Monica Um. And I was thinking about going to a couple weed shops out there, getting a, some good L.A. Kush. 
but uh i don't know man it just it, the the train ride ride was pretty long I, I really wasn't didn't know how long i was planning on staying out there i ended up not really staying out there too long ladies and gentlemen because it just there's a couple things I had to see. There's a couple things I wanted to talk about. There's a couple things that I went there to specifically see. And now we're back. I have two days off only. I, uh, you know, obviously can do multiple things. I'm a very busy man. So, you know, I don't have the time to stay there. Although I would have loved to stay there a little longer, but I don't know, man. Like, I, right when I got off that train to enter Santa Monica, oh my God, it, it, it didn't feel the same. It felt so different, like awkwardly. And if you take a look at the Santa Monica Pier, right? The the, the big sign right there, right? It's the sign that says, uh, what's it? I have the picture on my phone right now. Let me just pull it up real quick. All right. So it says, uh, it's, where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is it? Um, did I delete it by accident? Oh, here we go. I, I scrolled past it too fast. So it says the Santa Monica Yacht Harbor Sports Fishing Boating Cafe. That big ass sign. The one that goes across the front of the pier, right? It's completely blocked off in this picture. You guys can't see it. It says no access. Do not enter. And then just everything's just blocked off in the front. And... Uh, you know, people were still able to access the pier. You just got to walk all the way on the right. There's a little, uh, you know, the two sides, of the what's it called? The road. There's a road where cars go through. And then there's two separate railings, um, you know, like walkways for people to walk separate from the car. So you're not getting potentially hit by a car. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, yeah, so I walked down there. But, dude, you couldn't even see the beach, man. I was like. I wanted to go fucking see the beach. I couldn't see the beach, not because I wasn't allowed to, but because of how damn foggy it was. It was like a ghost town. It was a ghost town on that pier, but there was a lot of people, but it just felt ghostly because it's like, there's so much fog everywhere, but there, like I, I got off the train on in Union Station and it was it's perfectly fine in Los Angeles. Everything is so clear. It's clear as day take a train ride 30 minutes get in the Santa Monica boom everything's just very foggy it's foggy um when I looked across the street for the first the the first street that I crossed there was a uh, right before you you go on that little pathway walking down the pier to Santa Monica into the onto the Santa Monica pier um it said, do not gather. Stay home. It's like, we're in this together. I'm just seeing all the COVID-19 uh, closures to certain businesses in LA and uh, seeing uh, the signs everywhere. Just, oh, COVID-19 tests. Get your test results in 10 minutes. And all the, it's COVID-19 was everywhere, man. It's just... You know, you really sit there and think about how many cases L.A. had. And I was, you know, I was brainstorming all this shit. So I was like, dude, I just didn't really realize how many cases L.A. really had. As this place was essentially on lockdown. And it's like eight, seven, eight o'clock at night. You walk through the, the outdoor mall in Santa Monica right by the beach. And it's just deserted. 
And you look at the the top of the fucking uh, where the food court was. Now there's no food court. Like they don't even. There's nothing up there. They completely just you know. There's no uh, none of the food courts in bit. Uh, none of the food places in business up there at the top. It's completely nope. There's there's no access to the top or anything. The the escalators that go up there are completely blocked off, and nobody goes up there. It looked like a ghost town, dude. Like seriously, and like looking at the videos, it was dark. It was darker because, like, late. Obviously, it was later on in the day. But dude, just the way it looked, it was so fucking ghostly, dude. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then, uh, yeah, man. So I was just like, just there, and just didn't feel right. It just. Look at this. Here's a video. This is like the. Is it like Chinese New Year's or some shit? Look like Chinese little balloons in, on the air. Look, that was me walking through the fucking ghost town mall. And then. Look how foggy it is. Dude, it's fucking foggy, bro. It was fucking foggy. It was fucking foggy. It was like real foggy, real, real, real foggy. It, it it wasn't it wasn't like super bad, man. But I didn't know it was gonna be foggy, so my dumbass comes with an extra pair of clothes in my bag just just in case, you know. Obviously, I didn't think I was gonna stay out there too long. I just wanted to go out there, and you know, I actually wanted to do a funny story. Was I actually wanted to do a podcast from Los Angeles and surprise and do like a surprise podcast? But you know, I'm content with talking about the trip because obviously, from the comfort of my own home and you know, a place where I'm very comfortable and just super easy to put the show out. And you know how how nerve wracking it is to not have cell phone power. And the fact is, there's nowhere to plug in either. And I didn't have one of those power banks. And I don't fucking trust them because I feel like they don't even work. Like, I want my phone. I want a power bank that fully charges my motherfucking phone. And can charge multiple phones. But I didn't have one of those. So I, I was kind of nervous about my excessive use of my smartphone, right? I was out there and, and, you know, I didn't have a hotel. I didn't really want to check into a hotel if I wouldn't really, wasn't really planning on being there too long. I mean, that's, I nearly paid a hundred dollars for the trip in general and it was less than 24 hours. Can you believe that? That's the dedication that I have to wanting to see the things I wanted to see. It was it was a ghost town. Like every other fucking store that you could think about going into, there were cops, security guards, freaking Amtrak station. All the cops were there was cops there. I mean, it was just so weird because they were just like I know there's patrol cops and there's you know they they need certain cops in certain areas because of the massive amounts of homeless people and stuff and. Uh, you know, obviously COVID-19 and, you know, enforcing the laws and stuff, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, just law enforcement being there to protect during a, a catastrophic time like this. Yeah, you got to have cops in there, I guess. I mean, I just seen it. It's just like, what? The, 
what the fuck? I mean, it was just different, man. It felt different because of the, it was nighttime, I guess. I don't know. It was nighttime. It just seemed so empty. And it just, it just felt like a different kind of city. So, I mean, if you think about it, oh yeah, a nice little trip to LA, to Los Angeles, to, to uh, Santa Monica. But little do you know, look how fucking deserted it is. Now, I don't know if they have like a, a curfew, or something, or just LA County is taken in a lot more seriously, but attract a tourist attraction, attractive spot on a Wednesday, maybe it's, it was a Wednesday and I was there on a Wednesday. So that's probably why it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't really packed to I me. Mean, maybe people are going to work and stuff. Maybe people are staying home and maybe people are just taking it a lot more seriously. Just, it, it's a wild time in our history and um, we're, we're still in it. We're still in a, a mix of a pandemic Lots of shit going on. Uh, lots of shit that Biden's doing. Lots of wild fucking, you know, bombings going on in Syria. But we're not here to talk about that stuff. But it just, we're in a different time. We're in a different time period in life. We're in a different transition of power. I mean, for those four long years, it was just Trump this, Trump that. And, and now that's slowly kind of starting to fade away i mean trump is still in the news he's still uh obviously very active it seems like i mean you hear a lot you hear about him at least once a day or so every single day uh, at least to my knowledge at least my scroll through my feed and my social media just if it's not that it's politics it's senators it's congress people just all that stuff everything that's going on in the world man it's just just crazy, man from the capitol riots and you know them storming the capitol the you know defunding the police and believing that LA doesn't need police or, you know, they should, uh, you know, cut their budget down or some, all that, you know, just the racism, the, the killing of George Floyd, just everything that's been happening recently and stuff, just the weighing of it in the world is it's a different time. It's a seriously a different time. And I, I don't know. It's just not that I didn't think about that before I went on the trip. It just, damn, I just, I didn't, I don't know. I, I can't explain. I can't explain it because, you know, part of the motivation to want to go back home so soon was just because I didn't like the I don't know. The energy was just different, man. It was different. It was. I don't know, man. And maybe I got to go with somebody next time because I, I, I tend to take these crazy wild trips sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's just. uh you know, I go alone, so I fucking go alone. So I just in my thoughts, I'm not opening, I'm not opening myself up to do different things like I would normally do if there was someone else. Mind you, the mall was closed at fucking seven something and at uh, night. So what the fuck's going on there? I mean, why the fuck are the mall closed, man? You know what I mean? I mean, over here where I live, I'm not gonna say the name, but hey, there's lots of motherfuckers everywhere now. It's like a big, everybody's driving, everybody's fucking wild, stupid, the driver is the stupidest things ever, but man, the mall's there, pretty much packed, and you know, everything seems like it's normal over here, but you know, like I said, it's different, different counties and stuff like that, it just, it's wild, it's wild to uh, really understand and freaking go and see it for yourself, I'm like, that's the thing, I, that's what I had to see, like, I knew what I was getting into when I want to go out to trips to San Francisco, to LA, to San Jose, and you go into all these rural areas, these populations, these people, they get hit hard with the coronavirus, especially in LA. LA was hit hard, ladies and gentlemen. 
I could have the coronavirus from being there, <laughs> you know, being, being on the Metro line, being on the, on the Amtrak train, being on the, the Amtrak bus, you know, all that, all the different people that you come across. I mean, I had my mask on every time, but I, I really didn't have too much contact and physical contact with anybody, but, um, you know, it's just, it's, it was like a, a fucking movie. It, the whole thing's like a movie. It, it, it feels unreal at times, man. It's just, you know, slowly moving forward with it and, you know, not putting COVID-19 in the back of the rearview mirror because it's still very real. It still affects people's day-to-day lives. It still affects things we love to do. It still affects, like, you know, obviously the fight game. I mean, there's a couple fights that are on later tonight on UFC Vegas 20, uh, UFC Vegas 20 headlined by Surreal Gain versus uh, Jarzino Rosenstrike. I mean, a couple fights fall off due to COVID-19 protocols and COVID-19 uh, uh, positive tests. And, you know, we love the fight game and we love football. We love we love basketball and we love everything. That All these sports, uh, the entire world, the entire people, you know, the entire population of people just absolutely uh, heavily affected by coronavirus by the COVID-19 pandemic it's a crazy time in in, in our history and it, it's crazy to see everything that's you know obviously happened I mean, the closing of the stores and all this all this crazy shit that's been happening it's it's wild it's it's a lot of information to um, take in a lot of emotion that you have to go through and um you know it's uh it's an unfortunate time in our history, but I think a lot of people can um, use this as a time to heal, as a time to enjoy yourself with your enjoy yourself, enjoy time with your family. And you know what I took from this trip was just thinking. You know, I I, I wanted to go out there and I wanted to enjoy myself, um, but I got a different answer when I went out there, and I I seen it. And it, you know, it looked, it looked like, it felt like a place that was in need of healing. And, you know, just seeing all the signs that said we are all in this together. And I'm just like, dude, that's kind of emotional and makes you feel like we're walking through a gravesite and stuff. Getting a little choky here. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it overall was a good place. You know, the, the positives about it was the fact that I went and took a really quick trip. I enjoyed every second of it. I seen um, what is it called? Uh, I seen some. I seen lots of people walking, couples, girls walking in groups, dudes walking together, people just enjoying themselves overall. Man, I just gotta had a temperature check before I go into the store and buy a sweater. Um, I got this uh really cool uh red sweater. Um, I talked about it on yesterday's podcast, but like I said, you couldn't fucking understand it because the sound quality was so fucking horrible. Never again will I tamper with my equipment. Okay, so it says California, Santa Monica. Santa Monica, California Surf Club Athletic Department established in 1887. And we're going to take a quick segue to break some news again if you didn't hear it on the first episode of yesterday. But I did officially order the first ever Kicking It With The King custom t-shirt. The custom tee 
it's in the mail. It's set to be here. It's set to uh, arrive on March 8th. Wait, January. Yeah, March 8th. So it should be here on March 8th. Man, this first draft of the tees look good. I I really like them. You know, looking at my old designs that I used to have, like some of the old drafts to looking at this edition of the Kicking It With The King t-shirt. Man, it it looks so good. I'm excited. And I I don't know if you guys caught yesterday, but I plan on... um, you know, obviously starting up uh kicking it with the king um what's it called a, a merchandise store a way for you guys to get um memorabilia from the podcast t-shirts mainly going to focus on t-shirts and clothing and stuff and performance gear you know that's that's some some of the shit I want to dive into and it's not, not just from a podcast but just you know performance gear some of the best qualities in that um you know coffee mugs coffee cups you know what i mean cool shit like that but you know we're, we're working on the t-shirts right now um let me look at the um dude it looks so fucking good dude it, it looks really good i mean the sweaters look good too but i didn't order the sweaters i just ordered the t the tees i i have one the one that's coming the master one and um from there i'm gonna think about it and then i'm gonna really sit down and uh think about how many I want to get out. And, you know, like I said, I don't want to, I mean, it's not about selling them for me. It's just, it's about representing the brand. It's about spreading the awareness of the podcast. So these, uh, these shirts will, you know, obviously be available and be available to, to all the, whoever wants, whoever's the luckiest fans, the luckiest fans, the luckiest supporters might only give them to the closest people that support me, man. Just take a picture, hashtag that shit and put it on your Instagram. Cause these shirts look fucking sick. Kicking it with the King podcast, five stars. G the King official established 1996. This is, these are some solid designs. I really like it. And it says kicking it with the King on Spotify podcast made in the USA. I mean, this is, it's, it looks good, man. I wish I could show you guys on a, on camera maybe that's a hint 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 that we should uh get a a laptop huh don't you think maybe we should i mean and then again it's like i don't fucking like looking at a camera i like to kind of just sit there and talk like i'm looking like i'm talking in the air just like just talking to myself essentially but no i'm doing a podcast same thing when i've done live walk and talk podcasts or remember the brief podcast i did called segments with gabriel hernandez it was on the same platform it was on the same podcast url and stuff it just was renamed and we completely talked about random shit on that so but now we kind of just go all steam ahead we kind of have a general idea what we're going to talk about on this show and then we just boom 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 we go in there so uh i do have work later unfortunately but hey it pays the bills i get paid very good for what i do i mean i, I essentially get to use my voice more so i mean to take uh people's orders in a restaurant through a drive through Utilizing your voice, utilizing your skill, utilizing your talent. I mean, I take what I learned from Joe Rogan, all the different podcasters, John Anik, everybody that I, uh, everybody that I look up to, all the, all the athletes, and my 
everybody that I'm just inspired by when it comes to podcasts and, you know, doing my own podcast. It's, it's pretty fucking crazy that I, mean, I have one. It's still, it's still one of the craziest things. You know, I, I think about where I started versus where I am now and still where I have to be eventually, like where I'm going to be eventually, man. I'm feeling like I'm riding the wave right now. I'm enjoying every moment of it. And, you know, fortunately, I get to use my voice as, part of, as a part of my job on top of my other job. You know, doing a podcast, connecting with hundreds of thousands of different people, just being out there on one of the best platforms in the world, Spotify, and having uh, such an easy transition for my podcast, for, for it to be published easily with a click of a few buttons. Easy as fuck, man. It's like the easiest thing ever. You can literally bring it everywhere. You know, my plan was to bring it to LA and do a podcast from there, but that didn't happen. But here we are talking about it. So I'm just very fortunate about the things that I have in my life because I know that I've worked very hard and just very fortunate just to be in the position I am in my life in general. I mean, it's not, it's not the top of the line. Like I'm not like absolutely satisfied with everything because every, no one's ever satisfied, man. You're all, you never hit the top of the ceiling. Like every day I'm looking to get better at something. Every day I'm looking to do something different. I'm trying to change the landscape. I'm trying to change the face of my life. I'm trying to improve my qualities. I'm trying to improve as a human being each and every day. And it's important because as a human, if you stay the same for so long, you're, you're going to get depressed and you may get comfortable and you just may never see any improvements. And then that's where you just start to feel a little depressed. I mean, you sit there for the same time and you're not really improving or anything like that. And you um, just you're just there, man. Just, it doesn't you don't feel any progression that causes depression. Oh, dropped a little rhyme right there. You know, like I said, if you're just sitting at home or not doing anything, and just completely bored and, you know, just not in a life like that, I guess, you know, unfortunately, it just you have to change your way of life, the way you're living currently. You got to look at some things that you don't look at normally and you got to, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Appreciate the things that you have while you have them because you never know when life can be taken from you or things can be taken from you. I could literally walk outside and have some drunk drivers swerve and kill me. Then where's all that success? Where's all that? Where, where's everything? Where's all those memories go? Nowhere. It, they, they're gone. Your memories of what you remember are gone. You're dead. So that's why you got to make life count. And that's what I felt like going through the streets of Los Angeles and just thinking about the people that were affected and like I said, it's very important to sit there and appreciate everything that you've got because you never know when it can be taken, ladies and gentlemen. So with that, uh, let's take a quick commercial break. We are brought to you by your mama. All right, let's take a quick little commercial break. And we're back. Wow. I can't believe I promoted the hell out of that last episode. And the sound quality was so fucking horrible. Oh my goodness. I'm still tripping off of that. But that's why we have this episode, part two, baby. This is episode 328 of Kicking It With The King. Uh, if you want to call it episode 327, part two. No, I'm trying to get the numbers up. So episode 328, baby. This is episode 328. Thank you guys for joining us. 
And like I said, as always, guys, quickly follow us on Instagram and Twitter at KWTKPod, as well as my Instagram, King underscore official. And um, like I said, G, yeah, G the King underscore official. And on Twitter, I did update my handle, ladies and gentlemen. So don't get confused, don't get alarmed. I'm not. I did not go anywhere. Follow me on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, at Real G the King. <laughs> and during the commercial break, the reason why I coughed because I just took a hit of the stizzy. I don't remember what flavor that one is. Because I remember when I talked about the other day. I went to the wheat shop and uh, I got a new flavor. I got two flavors. I got a live resin, um, Alien Labs, and then I had a, a live resin Stizzy cart. So I like this one a lot better. I don't mean I, I like both of them, but for different things. I mean I like the the live resin one. The live resin one's real good. It's real strong too. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have a I work later. Um, obviously, we talked about the fights yesterday, so we're gonna talk about them again today because there's a lot more to, to discuss. There, there are fights today. Um, we got Surreal Gan taking on Jarzinho Rosenstrike in a heavyweight main event. Very interesting, and we kind of touched base on Surreal Gan yesterday. We did watch his fight with Junior Dos Santos. On ESPN Plus yesterday, and just kind of broke down his skill and what we've seen in that fight. I mean, he landed a lot of nasty kicks, and Surreal Ganza, a Muay Thai specialist, but he's able to do the amount of power and you know for a heavyweight as big as muscly as he is to move as light on his feet as he does and land a lot of those nasty kicks that he landed. Was it was it Junior that he landed them? It was it, it was against Junior. Yeah, he was landing a lot of nasty kicks, and then boom. He stops him with an elbow. That's probably one of the more, most brutal knockout losses that Junior Dos Santos has had. And one of the most impressive anybody's looked against stopping Junior Dos Santos that way. I mean, he's t Junior's taken a lot of damage throughout throughout his, his recent tenure in the UFC. I mean, being on like four or five losing streak, Jesus Christ, dude. It's, it's very unfortunate you know, to see where he was at one point, to, to go back and think when he won the title against Cain Velasquez in 64 seconds on the first show on, on Fox. One of the most impressive performances of his career. I mean, his title defense against Frank Mir was impressive. And his knockouts over Gilbert Ivel, knockouts over Gonzaga, beat the shit out of Stefan Struve. I mean, had that win over Stipe back in the day. I mean, beat Shane Carlin. He was supposed to fight Brock Lesnar. That didn't come together. Um, you know, Junior Dos Santos is one of those you know, you know Hall of Fame worthy guys, and you know, very good. He looked he looked good in that fight up until you know, obviously he got snapped with that jab, and you know he backed up, and then that's when Surreal Gan kind of you know was bouncing on his feet. He looked to throw a head kick, but then he uh, I don't he didn't end up doing that. But then he like he grabbed the clinch, and then boom, and like Junior kind of turned his head, and then he landed that nasty elbow, and it kind of looked like it was behind the ear. Uh, uh, behind the back of the head, but no, it was like behind, literally behind the ear. And Junior was turning, and then you know, boom, the fight's over after that. Um, and then you know, fast forward, look at Jarzinho Rosenstrike. I'd say like, I, mean, I don't know, it just seems like Jarzinho is a little bit more like everything Jarzinho's throwing is a knock you senseless. I'm not saying Cyril Gan is uh, can't knock people senseless, but he takes his time a little bit more. 
But he's not like nearly like he, if you think about Cyril Gann, yeah, he's a big, big, strong, uh, heavyweight, moves real good on his feet. But he's not, not yet, at least, ladies and gentlemen, not yet. He's not in the same category as like a Rumble Johnson power kind of like when it comes to power. He's not in one of those Francis and Ganu. Like he has power, but it's not on like on the level of Francis, and it's not on the level of like a Derek Lewis kind of guy. I mean, he has power. He's a fantastic kickboxer. I mean, more power. I would say he has better power in his leg kicks, his leg kicks and his knees. I mean, I've seen seen viral videos of him knocking people out with body shots and you know kicks to the body and knees. I mean, Surreal Gan is a, the real deal for sure. And it's going to be an interesting fight. It's going to be an interesting tactical match because both men are phenomenal strikers. But also, this is the heavyweight division, and anything can happen with one punch, one kick, one knee, one elbow. I mean, we've seen it happen multiple times. I mean, someone could get knocked out. I mean, if somebody's going to get knocked out, I do, I do believe that that will happen later on tonight. I mean, I can't tell you who. I don't know how. I mean, both both men are, are tacticians. Jarzinho, Rosenstrike has had a, a, a short UFC career. I mean, it doesn't really even feel like he's been here that long, but he's racked up a lot of good wins. I mean, the win over the wins over Alistair Overeem, obviously he was losing, you know, that whole entire fight up until that happened. But like I said, anything can happen. He won and he had three seconds to spare in a five round fight. So let me pull up Jarzinho's Rosenstrike Wikipedia. I just want to quickly look look at a couple things before we continue on. Um we can't we only really got like a couple hours left. So I really um I don't really have too much time to sit and get comfortable and watch the fights because I like to leave a little bit like I leave a little early sometimes to go to my job. And uh Yeah, so I just wanna make I just you know like like I said, I just wanna um obviously you can't get comfortable and watch fights. It's like, dude, I'm not going to want to leave if I get comfortable. Okay, so we got Jarzinho Rosenstrike. His first fight was in uh, 2019. The Junior Albini, was a, was it a KO? Yeah, head kick and punches. He stopped him. I remember that one. It was a, very viciously, too. Fortaleza, Brazil, 54 seconds. Yeah, Alan Crowder. That was the fastest knockout, I think, in heavyweight history with nine seconds. That was a nine-second knockout. Jesus fucking Christ. And then he fights Andre Alaski in 2019. He stops him with the punch. I forgot about that. And I mean, obviously he had that main event against Alistair over in Washington, D.C. And then that's the fight where he's losing four minutes and 56 seconds. And, you know, he beats Alistair over him. He gets a fight with Francis Ngannou. And uh, obviously loses that one. Comes back beating Junior Dos Santos. So um, his notable wins over former champions Andre Alaski. Alistair Overeem, and Junior Dos Santos. I mean, he has a relatively short UFC career, but he's fought a lot of good guys. His first two guys were eh, questionable. Then he fights nothing but champions and former champions after that, and contenders in the form of Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou took the head off of Jarzina Rosenstrike in 20 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. That just shows you how fucking destructive Francis Ngannou is. And, you know, obviously with this weekend's main event, um, the, today's main event between Surreal and Jarzino Rosenstrike. I mean, it, it kind of creates uh, potential opponents for Derek Lewis next because, you, like I said, um, what's it called? Uh, 
Now, there's really like a log jam right now because you got John Jones in the mix, that heavyweight, and he's set to receive the next heavyweight title shot. So we got to wait and see what happens with uh, Francis and Stephen Jocic first. And then uh, then we can move forward after that. You know what I mean? But um, going from that, man, it's like, you know, whoever wins today out of Gan and Rosenstrike will have a, a big, bright future and have a, a, you know, a shot at potential gold down the line. Say, you know, obviously, like I said, it's only I think it's only four weeks four weeks in, in, uh, until the Francis Ngannou and Stipe fight. So uh, let's take a look at this fucking graph, dude. This, this fucking, this fucking graphics are fucking amazing. Look at this. The biggest, baddest rematch, Miocic versus Ngannou 2, March 27th, Saturday on pay-per-view. Four weeks. We got four weeks, baby, until the biggest heavyweight rematch. So after that, Maybe we get John Jones versus the winner of Stipe versus Francis. You know, hoping to God that nothing happens to where they would need to want immediate rematch. Because, like, say for example, like, dude, this could literally happen. Francis knocks Stipe out within like fifteen to twenty seconds, or within the first minute of the first round, or just a first round finish in general. Dude, how 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 are they not gonna do? A rematch. It's the UFC. Nothing is guaranteed in the sport. Rematches, title shots. You could be on a winning streak and still not receive a title shot. You could be promised, quote unquote promised, but something else could crazy, crazily happen. We're in the COVID-19 pandemic. We've got fighters who get injured. Quarantine restrictions for certain people. You know, things are completely different right now. So how could you be sold and convinced that anything's guaranteed when it comes to the sport i mean we don't even guaranteed every single fight that's been announced because we could have though we could really like we could have literally had uh we, we literally lost tony versus khabib because of the coronavirus we've lost people's lives because of coronavirus fight matchups people's lives fight cards watching we, we lost the ufc for a while nothing is guaranteed in the sport but going back to the heavyweight division you know, within four weeks, I mean, whoever wins this should fight Derek Lewis next. And maybe the winner of Derek Lewis versus the winner of Jarzinho and versus the winner of the winner of Jarzinho versus Surreal Gan fights Derek Lewis. And whoever win, whoever wins out of Jarzinho versus Derek Lewis or Surreal Gan versus Derek Lewis should, could fight for the title in the future. I mean, say John Jones wins or say Francis wins, that sets up John Jones versus Francis. The big, super, mega, super heavyweight fight. I mean, do you know how much numbers Jones versus Francis would do? Presumably saying that Francis beats Stipe. I mean, just as dangerous as Francis has looked lately. It's just, dude, how can you, how can you uh, doubt this man? I mean, it's fucking wild. Let's let's pull up a couple Francis fights because we, um, <clears throat> you know, what's, what's severely interesting to me is what he can do differently. I mean, Miocic has improved significantly as well, but like Francis is is one of those guys that you want. He, like like I said, he was rushed into a title fight very early, <coughs> so it'll be interesting to see what improvements he's made, how he can manage his energy, how he can manage his gas tank, how 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 his takedown defense holds up. 
It, it's going to be interesting to see it because Stipe is a gamer. He's coming to win. He's coming to show why he's the baddest man on the planet. I mean, he made substantial improvements in the fight with DC. I mean, clinching DC up against the fans, being a lot slimmer, but still so fucking strong and, you know, just nasty punches and stuff like that. And, you know, Stipe, he's, Stipe has good wrestling. He has good clinching. We don't really get to see too much of his of his uh, submission game because he's busy being on the feet and, you know, being a striker. I mean, he's an excellent striker and, you know, he's one of the one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet, for sure. I mean, the way he came back and won his heavyweight belt, I mean, breaking the all-time heavyweight record and beating Francis the first time. I mean, he beat him convincingly the first time, but Francis was very green in the sport, too. So, you know, a big story. And, man, a big story coming in that heavyweight fight coming up is if Francis wins, man. If Francis wins, dude, that's going to put... Africa on the motherfucking map yet again. We've got Israel Asanya, Kamaru Usman. Are you mean to tell me Francis and Ganu wouldn't push the UFC to go to Africa again? Or go to Africa? Not again. They never went to Africa yet. But man, look at the, the landscape of dominant UFC African champions. If Francis is able to defeat Stipe Miocic. But that's a big if, ladies and gentlemen, because Stipe is not going anywhere. We, if we could uh, break that down. Like I said, I mean, if Stipe, you know, if he obviously isn't careful. But just like everybody else who hasn't been careful with Francis. Um, you know, if he, if he can't take that shot. And, you know, obviously, like I said, with the wars that he's been in his last few fights, you know, the second fight with DC was tough. Obviously, he got knocked out in the first fight, but, you know, the second fight was tough. The third fight was, was very tough as well. And, uh, you know, the fight, the damages that he took in Francis' fight the first time with the chin heels. And it's not like he's just been taking all those, but he's been in some wars. And if Francis can be a lot more calculated in this fight, if he can manage his gas tank if he can you know not put everything into every single shot i mean he hits hard normally i'm pretty sure any punches he throws hurts but not to you know blow his gas tank you know what i mean the first time you know the first time he unloaded on him he hurt him but you know stipe was able to weather the storm and he eventually used utilized his wrestling and took him down and you know, completely dominated him you know he, he he beat the shit out of francis after that man it was a dominant performance by stipe and lots of people believe that stipe can you know re rewrite history rewrite history and do the same exact thing again i believe it i mean i just feel like stipe has that kind of a mindset that cannot be broken you cannot break Stipe Miocic if he says he's going to do something he's going to come and do it I mean he he was losing you know on on the scorecards in the second DC fight and just completely adjusted and you know he he turned it completely around and won his heavyweight title back he said he wanted that title shot he waited for it he didn't take any other fights and uh you know from there he went and won his title back. He just finished the third fight with DC. And now he's going in the fight with Francis. And it'll be it'll be very interesting to see the improvements that, that he's gonna make in this fight. More how more calculated. But if you really want to look on the side of improvements, I think a lot of people are gonna be looking at Francis because we've already seen what Stipe can do and we've seen what Stipe did to Francis. 
And for Francis, people want to see if that first fight was really just, you know, him being too green in the sport. And, you know, now that he's had a few more fights and big wins and he's been training a lot more um, and a lot harder. And he obviously learned a lot from his losses. He seemed to really learn a lot. I mean, considering the fact that his first fight back after losing that was a was uh the what is it the Derek lewis fight that was like one of the weirdest freaking fights ever it was like one of the most less eventful fights i've ever seen in my entire life yeah i mean it's, it's very interesting you know like i said but you know francis has a bigger story behind him because there's so much more people who know who Francis Ngannou is. He's a superstar in Africa and America and France, everywhere, man. He's a superstar, man. He's he's like the Mike Tyson of MMA, literally. And, you know, all respects to Anthony Rumble Johnson. But, um, you know, like I said, Francis Ngannou right now is in the limelight for the one of the biggest, you know, he's, he's at heavyweight. He's in the UFC. He's fighting for the UFC title. I mean, you, you got very few people that are compared to Mike Tyson in MMA that fucking punch hard like that. I mean, if you really want to ask me who I think some of the hardest punchers in the UFC is, I'd say Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou and Ant or, you know, Anthony Rumble Johnson's in Bellator, but hardest punchers that I've ever fucking heard of? Rumble Johnson, man. Fucking Rumble Johnson, Derek Lewis. Jesus Christ. I mean, all these guys hit hard and heavyweight, but when it, when it comes to people's power that sticks out, those few people, man, very few people, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's really fucking insane. Hmm. But, man, it's fucking crazy. There's, the fights are on. We gotta pull it up on ESPN+. Plus. What is on the prelims? I said I wasn't gonna watch them. I just want maybe put on a good fight or something. See what some good fights are. See if there's any good fights on. I mean, I'm waiting for UFC 258, man. Honestly, you know that that card. Oh my god. Oh god, coronavirus! You better not touch that motherfucking card. Let let me just tell you, you better not touch that fucking card because oh my god. That card is so stacked. Three fucking title fights to headline. Jan Blachowicz, UFC light heavyweight champion. Versus Israel Adesanya, UFC middleweight champion. Also a huge superstar. Also on the cover of EA Sports UFC 4. I mean, he's a superstar, man. He's undefeated in MMA. He's a superstar, and lots of people know who he is. Lots of people love Israel. He's a megastar. He has a significantly large social media following, and he's a very popular person. He's taking on Jan Blachowicz, and the bigger story for Israel, if Israel is able to capture light heavyweight gold, is that that has to set up a fight with John Jones eventually. I mean, Israel Adesanya moves up, takes Jan Blachowicz's belt, and then has his middleweight belt at home. That's a huge story. Because say Jan Volhova just beats Israel Adesanya, doesn't get a second belt, continues to fight light heavyweight, has a win over Israel Adesanya, you know, has bragging rights, and moves on to fight Glover Teixeira. However, Israel, it has so much options 
if successful against Jan Blachowicz. Do I think he's going to be successful against Jan Blachowicz? It's it's very interesting because I I was literally just telling I think I was telling my brother the other day about I was watching Jan's uh, win. I, I watched the Dominic Reyes versus uh, Jan Blachowicz fight again. And I wanted to take pointers from it. I wanted to look at some of the things that Jan did and see where he's most dangerous. I mean, he does have nasty, snappy power. But realistically, when I looked at Jan Blachowicz and I broke it down, I didn't see anything that was like, oh my God, this dude is for real. I mean, he's just landing the perfect shots and, you know, picking his shots very wisely. I mean, he hits fucking hard for sure. And, you know, obviously broke Luke Rockhold's jaw, busted Dominic Reyes' nose. And Jan Blachowicz does hit hard. And obviously Polish people, you know, legendary Polish power is for real. Will he land that legendary Polish power on Israel? Israel's very mobile. He has nasty kicks of his own. He'll kick, he'll mix it up to the body. He has very quick counters. Jan Blachowicz is a lot bigger, a lot more, obviously, stronger probably. It feels like. You know, he weighs a lot more than and, and takes a lot more for him to get down to 205 pounds and not say than Israel because Israel said that he walks around like 190 or something like that. That's not really that big of a weight cut, especially when you're the champion, especially when you got to weigh in at 185 pounds on the dot. You know what I mean? But it'll be interesting because you look stylistically wise, Israel's uh, flashy kicks, his, 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 his distance, his speed. And Jan has speed, but for Jan, if Jan can't land that perfect punch because Israel's just going to be on his wills, it, it it may be a tough fight. It may be a very, very tough fight. It may be like a, a Kelvin Gaslam kind of fight. But Israel Adesanya is a warrior. And I think if he doesn't get, I mean, Jan's, Jan's calling for this head kick knockout. He thinks he's going to knock him out with the head kick. I mean, if Jan Bolhovich does that, how wild would it be? It would be like Mystic Mac. But Jan Blachowicz calling the shot. He called the shot against Israel. I, I don't know necessarily. I don't think. I mean, I think that's pretty uh, pretty specific. A, a head kick. I mean, I'm pretty sure Israel's going to know. Um, he's going to see that. And obviously, I don't. I think it's just not that simple. You know, anybody can have a plan until you get punched and kick in the face. I mean, it's not just any fight. I mean, Israel's undefeated for a reason. He's fought the best of the best guys. I mean, a lot of those guys. I mean, Jan Blachowicz, didn't he used to fight at middleweight? Wasn't he, wasn't he at middleweight at one point? Let's take a look. Because he was at middleweight at one point. Let me look. <coughs> Excuse me. He's, I, I'm pretty sure he was one of those middleweights that moved up to light heavyweight and started having success. Here we go. No, I mean no. Never mind. I thought I didn't. I thought he fought in middleweight. I mean, all his wins, he he's fought against uh, really good guys. Look at it. 
and wins over Luke Rockhold, Nikita Krylov, Jimmy Manoa, Jared Kananir. If you look at where Jared Kananir is now, wins over Corey Anderson, Sokaju, Lira Latifi. He got slipped by Tiago Santos. Yeah. I mean, that shows you just uh, how wild the sport is. I mean, Tiago Santos has an upcoming fight as well. But that just shows you how, how crazy the sport is and anybody can be champion. It's, Jan has gotten lucky. He, I'm not going to sit here and, and discredit him but literally looking at him and can like look at john jones for example the former ufc light heavyweight champion the greatest light heavyweight champion that ever lived look at his skill compared to yan yan didn't i mean i seen a dominic reyes fight i just didn't see anything i mean he stopped dominic reyes don't get me wrong that was an amazing performance i mean john jones had five rounds five tough rounds of dominic reyes but you know, Jan Zlohovich is stopping Dominic Reyes, so really don't know how much damage you, uh, Reyes took in that fight with John. Or just a perfect shot, because he broke his nose. Jan broke his nose. So, uh, you know, you know, lots of people will pick, oh, I picked the guy that finished Dominic Reyes versus the guy who kind of struggled against him a lot of people say i don't say that um a lot of people think that john lost a lot of people thought that john won a lot of people thought it was three rounds to two a lot of people just all over the place when it comes to their opinions on that fight so what you take you want to take the judges out of the equation right you, you go over to the corner of jan blahovich jan blahovich stopped he stopped him in impressive fashion you know all it takes is one shot man and jan blahovich proved that and he last he has good power but he's very he's he, he's good. He, he's nasty kicks. Very good striker. But you know it's not. I don't know. Just it's not uh, anything absolutely impressive. I mean, it's just like Joe Biden being president. It's not really. He's a president, but really no excitement behind it. No no real numbers. There's nothing exciting about him. It's like you know when Trump was a president. It's like he was a fucking dominant heavyweight champion, dominant light heavyweight champion. People were excited to see him. People, you know, obviously loved him and hated or hated him. And, you know, he was the face of the Internet at one point in time. Now being taken off social media, now being a former president. Same thing to be with former champions. I mean, Jan Blachowicz is really, I mean, he he's obviously a, a foreign champion. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of European champions and stuff. So... I mean, that's, that's a good thing, but star power-wise, I'd say that Israel has the more star power, but it's not about who has the most star power. It's about who comes out of there unscathed when the time comes. You know what I mean? It's a very interesting fight. I'm very excited for it. I think Israel very quick. He's very fast. Yeah, I think that will be the difference in that fight. Hold on. The lady just texted me. Let me text her back. I usually never text on the show, and I'm so bad at texting you during the show. Like, I try not to, and I do it sometimes. 
Anyways, um, yeah, so I mean, also we got Amanda Nunes taking on the returning Megan Anderson. Interesting fight. That'll be interesting. I think that uh, Amanda just is so much quicker than these girls, and she's just she punches so fucking hard. And I just don't think that there's a featherweight or a bantamweight on uh, alive other than Valentina Shevchenko that can take those kind of punches. I mean, Megan Anderson's a great striker. She has great submissions. She's coached by a great coaching staff. James Krause is excellent. But your coaching staff can't help you win the fight. They can help you win the fight, but they can't be in there to help you win the fight. When I think of Amanda Nunes, I think of the female Mike Tyson. If there was a female version of Mike Tyson, I'd say it's Amanda Nunes. A badass motherfucker like Amanda. She's a <coughs> excuse me. She's a baddest female fighter on the planet. Mark my words. I stand by that statement. And that is a bold statement, ladies and gentlemen. Amanda Nunes is the baddest motherfucker on the planet that's a female. She's a BMF for sure. Like double champion Amanda Nunes, really? I mean, Megan Anderson's very good. And, you know, like I said, she's she's fought a lot of good people in the UFC so far. Fuck. I hit the edge of my toe on the fucking chair. I'm pretending like it doesn't hurt. But goddamn, that shit hurt. Let's take a look at Megan Anderson's uh, Wikipedia. Kind of do a gauge of where she's at. I want to see who she's fought. I know Holly Holm beat her. And I know Amanda Nunes beat Holly Holm by oppressive fashion. Oh, both. Both women have four losses. Megan Anderson only having 11 fights. Amanda Nunes having 20 fights. Oh, former, I guess. I didn't. I forgot she was the former Invicta FC featherweight champion. Let's see. Let's take a look. Okay, so back in February of 2020, she knocked out Norma Dumont-Viana. And then before that, she beat uh, Zara Farin dos Santos by submission, a triangle choke. Um, then she lost, before that, she lost a Felicia, Felicia Spencer by rear naked choke. Um, you know, the funky Cats and Ganu fight with the eye injury. And then obviously was beaten by Holly Holm, but it doesn't really even seem like. Uh, it doesn't even seem like uh, she fights that often. You know what I mean? Looking at her, looking at her resume, she fought once in two thousand twenty, twice in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I mean, she, she really isn't that active. And for me, it doesn't really do too much for me if she becomes a world. I mean, it's a huge, 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 huge feather in her cap if she's able to beat Amanda Nunes. But I don't know. I don't want to judge her off her inactivity. But your inactivity is going to be Amanda Nunes' uh, biggest weapon. And she's going to know when she's in there what it's going to feel like to be up against a world champion as good as Amanda Nunes, man. I mean, she's good, but... I just don't think that there's any woman on the planet right now that can match what Amanda Nunes brings. Like I said, I'm a strongly stand by that. It's an interesting fight. Um, Megan Anderson's obviously a very good kickboxer. Amanda Nunes can do it all. She can take you down. And if I'm not mistaken, 
Holly Holm easily handled Megan Anderson on the ground, controlled her with ease. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not hard to replicate that. I'm pretty sure Megan's training to work <coughs> in all areas. She's looking to defend in all areas, and obviously she's looking to capitalize on what she thinks Amanda Nunes' weaknesses are. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows what they are. I mean, no one's beaten Amanda in a long-ass time. She's just been knocking people out. I'd say the second most ferocious woman on the planet has to be Chris Cyborg. Because Amanda Nunes beat her, puts Amanda Nunes at the top. And because Amanda Nunes has become a double champion. And Amanda Nunes is the face of the UFC when it comes to female fighting. Badass chick. Amanda Nunes will beat the fuck out of anybody on the planet. She's she's a dominant champion, and I cannot wait for that one. And we got Israel versus Blahovich. We got freaking Amanda versus um, Megan Anderson. And in the men, men's 135-pound uh, division, Peter Yan taking on Aljamain Sterling at long last. Like I said, the European champion again. It, Peter Yan's... Uh, has some excellent kickboxing. He's relatively new, I guess, in the UFC. Not really. But his path to UFC gold has been so weird. It's been so... Di it's different. He has obviously won... Won one once. 28 years old. Okay. Uh, I mean... He's been in the UFC since 2018. Wins over Tahiro Ishikara. Big win. Uh, John Dotson. Jimmy Rivera. I mean, really, he didn't really hasn't really fought anybody. And John Dotson passed his prime when it comes to when he fought him. John Dotson. He's on like a fucking losing skit, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, look at that. I mean, he's lost more than he's won in the last freaking few years. I mean, he won against Nathaniel Wood in his last fight before that, but you know, he'll lose every other fight. Man, he's like a 50-50 kind of guy. And when he lost to um, Peter Yan, it wasn't really that impressive. Then he Peter Yan beats uh, Jimmy Rivera after that. And obviously knocked out Uriah Faber. Then gets a weathered Jose Aldo, who looked good early on. Obviously, Jose Aldo, a former world champion and one of the most dominant featherweight champions that we've had. But uh, it was a Jose Aldo who was coming off of uh, obviously, not like people say that he lost it, but he kept. He's coming off of a little skid. If he, if he can lost to Volkanovski. I mean, rel relatively where Aldo was when he when um he fought Jan, he was in a good spot. Other than the fact that he lost to Volkanovski before that, and then he, people say he beat Marlon Reyes, and he lost to obviously Peter Jan in the fifth round. And, you know, obviously, like I said, where Jose is at this point in time of his career is different. He didn't get the prime Jose Aldo. He got a Jose Aldo that was, you know, it's a lot weathered, a lot more 
fragile in this in this day and age. It's not the same guy that he used to be. So, I mean, obviously, like I said, Peter Yan's road to UFC gold wasn't really, it's not like he was just winning an impressive, I mean, he beat people, everybody that came in front of him. He beat everybody that he was supposed to. But uh, really, there's there's really nothing uh, much more impressive. I mean, if you're looking if you're looking at the uh, career of Aljamain Sterling, if you're looking at the people Aljamain Sterling has fought while being a contender through the ups and the downs, he's fought and beat some impressive guys, and he's fought and lost to some of the most impressive guys. I mean, the guy that just knocked out Frankie Edgar in the form of Corey Sanhagen, Aljamain Sterling took him down at will and you know he got his back and choked him out he, he put him to sleep i mean that's an amazing performance right there that's a championship level contender right there who started off as a phenomenal grappler so i'd say that Aljamain sterling has the grappling advantage over peter yan i'd say a little bit more dangerous in his punches and a lot more power i'd say peter yan has Peter Yan's very vicious. He has nasty leg kicks as well. He can slow the movement of Aljamain Sterling if need be. But, you know, Aljamain Sterling just brings, you know, he brings the skills. He brings his repertoire of different skills. <coughs> Great fight with Pedro Munoz, too. Looked good. Did fantastic. Interesting to see how these three, these three championship header fights go. It's going to be interesting. I'm very, very excited for it, man. UFC 258 is going to be very exciting. I, I cannot, sincerely cannot wait for that. This has already been an hour, and this has already been better than yesterday's podcast. So we will um, <clears throat> excuse me, promote the hell out of this one. This one was really good. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, we will recap. Cyril Gan versus Jarzino Rosenstrike after the fight. So tomorrow we will recap that. We will talk about it. And, um, you know, we'll go on from there. But sincerely, dude, I love the support that I'm getting from the community, from the from the fans, from all the people that reach out and listen to the podcast, all the people that have been streaming it on Spotify, on Apple, everywhere. It doesn't matter where you stream it from. And just thank you to all the people that do. I love and support each and every one of you guys. Um, very motivated. It's very exciting to do a podcast weekly like this. And it, it's important. And, uh, you know, it's something that I feel like, you know, you, you can express yourself. You can talk. You get to interact with people. You get to tell stories. You get to give your thoughts on things and your input and, you know, share that with thousands of people. So amongst other things in life this is probably one of the coolest things. And I've been fortunate to be able to do to sit down and talk to you guys for an hour or more each and every week. So um, without further ado, let's get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, do follow us on social media, though, at KWTKPod on Instagram and Twitter. You got um, a Real G the King on Twitter as well. G the King underscore official on Instagram. G the King underscore official on Instagram. Like I said, one more time. G the King underscore official on Instagram. Anchor.fm forward slash KWTK pod. Like I said, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we are available everywhere. You get your podcast exclusively on Spotify. Listen on Spotify exclusively. Um, 
You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts. It's available everywhere you get your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So like I said, another little quick announcement before we get out of here. I'm very excited to get the first edition of the Kicking It With The King podcast t-shirt limited edition ones. I will be sending out five more, I do believe, at least three to five more. I'll probably give some to my closest friends and family first and then start thinking about mass production. You know what I mean? So like I said, guys, without further ado, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, GTheKing underscore official, and obviously Snapchat as well, TikTok. I'm everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, be sure to stream the fuck out of this one. Um, the road, the, the trip to Los Angeles was great. I significantly enjoyed it. Just the last fucking episode, the sound was terrible. The quality was horrible, and we promoted the hell out of a horrible podcast. So we're going to promote the hell out of this amazing podcast. That's all the time we've got, ladies and gentlemen. Hit the music, DJ. We're out of this bitch. Bye, folks. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Stream, like, share, rate, and review, baby. We're out of here. Bye, guys. So DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up, DJ turn me up. Yeah. Trying to get lit, musical loudest, lit with hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get lit Musical loudest, lit with hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch
come to party, come to get hit. Music allowed is nothing but hits. If I hop on it, then do what you get. I just go in like the fit with switch. I come to party, come to get hit. Music allowed is nothing but hits. If I hop on it, then do what you get. I just go in like the fit with switch.